0: Welcome back to the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenge Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We know there's thousands of podcasts out there for you to choose from, and we want you to know that we're grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours today. In the current season we're in, we've chosen to share with you all of the messages that were prepared by Teen Challenge Romania Executive Director Catalyn Baciu for our annual staff retreat, which has been canceled. Catalin recorded them in Romania a few weeks ago, and our prayer is that you would sense God's presence and that you would hear His voice clearly through these sessions. Most of all, we hope you're encouraging the Lord today through these podcasts. Today's topic is entitled, Choosing Subjects for Teaching. Be encouraged today.
1: Hello, dear friends. It's evening here. It's never too late for a little espresso. So, uh, leave this on the side and... Uh, I'm ready to share something very simple, pretty short, but it's something that regularly comes up in my talks to the directors of Teen Challenge, with my own team, and it's about how to choose a subject to the people you teach. Uh, just the other day, we had, I had uh, one of my directors was kind of had like a mental blockage regarding the, the subjects that he wanted to teach the interns. We really want to invest in interns. We believe that the interns are the key to uh, um, have uh, you know, incredible uh, students and uh, great graduates in particular. And uh, I believe that once you have great interns, uh, students have a uh, greater chance to, to become great graduates but in order to have great uh interns is, you have to invest in them they intentionally um, every day they should uh, learn a class they should uh, read a lot of books uh, they should have on one-on-one mentoring they should be evaluated stuff that you already know you already do so well in and southern california and uh, around the world but something that came to my attention just just the other day actually is how do we choose the um, Uh, subject for the teaching. So um, I uh, developed this uh, short uh, slideshow on uh, on this just because, again, um, it's not as simple as we think it is because sometimes uh, subjects, teaching subjects come, um, surface themselves pretty easy. But uh, most of the time they don't. So it's like you you talk to people and say, would you would you like to learn, to grow on something? They say, yeah, whatever you know will be, uh, whatever you have to offer, we we'll, would love to, to hear. So that puts a lot of pressure on the teacher uh, and not only pressure, but a lot of responsibility because it's so important to teach what they need at, in these seasons and also it's so important to teach with passion, with relevance. And you can only teach with passion and relevance if you yourself are interested in the subject. So um, choose a specific subject you're interested in. Like if you look here, how do you find a specific subject? Is um, what would make you a better leader? See, when, when you don't know what to teach, think of, look at yourself and say, what would make me a better leader? What triggered curiosity later, lately? What unpleasant feedback I received lately? Something that um, I didn't like hearing it. It was something uh, measurable. I, I realized I need to become better in that area. Uh, so that triggers curiosity, uh, hunger in me. So because I want to learn more on that subject, I will turn it into a subject of teaching. So, if I want to grow, I teach. Um, sounds very selfish, but it's not. I tell you, it's it's the it creates passion um, and curiosity triggers that passion. You will do your homework well because you yourself want to grow in that area for your benefit. When I say for your benefit, again, uh, a leader's heart, it's always making others thrive. It's always making sure people around them they um, they grow, they get more challenged, they get challenged in everything and they become better. So how to choose a specific subject? Ask yourself these questions. What would make me a better leader? What triggered my curiosity? What is one area I want to grow because I receive feedback that I need to grow because I do want to become a better leader. And once I choose a specific subject that I want to grow, then then I go to the next thing, and here it is—a beautiful, beautiful image of one of my favorite meals when I'm traveling to California. It's a, it's a, it's a photo from Roscoe's uh, chicken and waffle. Was well, I can't talk right now because it's it's raining in my mouth like a tornado in my mouth because this is a this is one amazing fried chicken. Uh, so, why do I put this image here? Because, see, when you prepare a subject, it's like, it's like cooking for somebody. And I love cooking for people. I love to, to prepare meals for them. But when I cook something that I myself love, there is some love in that food. There is some passion in that food. There is something that only comes out of passion not just responsibility it's not like okay what would you like to eat some whatever so, okay I'll make some salad or some stew no if I want to eat some fried chicken and I'm hungry for fried chicken I, I've been missing fried chicken I I've been craving for it and, and it's and I and the doctor said it's so healthy you have to eat fried chicken more then what I do is I make the best fried chicken and I'm the because it's it's so good it's hard to resist. Even when you are not in mood for it, and many times our team interns, students are not in mood for another great meal, but because you cooked it well and why you cooked it well because you were something you you wanted it was a need it was a want and and you put you put a lot of effort in it you put you put a lot of passion in it and as a result it turned out an amazing meal and people just like. Out of curiosity, they taste a little bit and they cannot stop eating. So that is a principle I myself use when I need to teach my teams something. I look at and, and if there is no uh, no requests from them and if there is no um, needs that are obvious to me, instead of m- getting blocked in mentally blocked, I go, what is one area I want to grow on? in the last week what is one thing i wanna i want to invest in myself so i can be become more fruitful and can empower people more once and then once i discover that i prepare well um i i study well and then um then i go and i share with them and as the study shows i'm the one that benefit the most because uh, when you read Uh, When you study, for example, you retain 30% max, but when you teach, you retain almost 80%. It's amazing what does when you, like the Bible says, when you water others, you will be watered. When you feed others, you will be fed. So whoever gives um, more, receives It's amazing when you respect this principle and and it turns out to be such a blessing for yourself. And in the same time, you are creative and even beyond creativity, it's passion and you put everything into it and that makes the whole difference. Um, One thing I want to touch when it comes to teaching um, and it has to do with the heart uh, because we are not teachers and especially in discipleship. We are not the uh, teachers from the pulpit. We live life with them. We lead, they, they watch us. They know everything about us. Our colleagues, Teen Challenge is one ministry. You cannot run away uh, with, and you cannot get away with just anything because people have great discernment. They smell you. They feel you. They, they observe you well. They, it's like living under like surveillance, surveillance cameras, like the most incredible ones with a. They, they see through you, like the airport uh, control cameras. And it's like um, one thing you have to, to know and you have to uh, understand with the heart, not with the mind, is that we are people in need of change helping people in need of change. If we do not get this with our heart, we will have a, a, an attitude. We will teach up, down, which is... Wrong, because we grow together. We uh, we are helping. May yes, maybe, maybe we are a few hundred yards ahead of them. But we are in the same journey. And the fact that we are ahead of them today, they may not be through tomorrow. I've seen way too many directors, and it breaks my heart to see a director. The Lord is from you know exalted him, and then they fall back to sin. They fall back to drugs. They fall back to other stupid stuff, and and then they sometimes they become students again and uh man does that break our uh, you know hearts and break our spirits and uh well, hopefully some of them they broken enough to start with jesus again and then when they become empowered by god again let me tell you those people are humble because they know they are people in need of change now they helping people in need of change so the attitude that we are in christ we are the same. There is no director in Christ. there is no uh, mega teacher in Christ as we growing together we I'm a person in need of change, and I'm helping others in need of change and uh, even this material for example i um I always had it here and i've had it I teach it for my staff, but I realized today as I was having this conversation with my director who was in, um, in need of subjects. And when I asked him uh, about his own needs, what would make you a better leader? Where do we wanna grow? He immediately came up with quite a few subjects and, and I told him, I said, get to work, this will change your life. And because it changes your life, it will touch their life um, and uh, you will grow together. And this principle, uh, heart principle, should always be tattooed in our hearts. Um, uh, another thing we have to never forget is that God didn't call us the Teen Challenge because we were so equipped. We are so gifted. We are so special. And now God is so lucky to have us in this ministry. God forbid. I mean, he uh, called us because he decided to call us. He's the one who called us. And then we, yes, we collaborated with him we said yes and as a result you know he starts equipping us but we are in a process of being equipped think about the apostles think about those guys they've been I mean, from different walks of lives uh, they were not prepared for what was going to happen to them they were not prepared for three years of incredible things but also three years of a lot of Um, And especially, you know, the crucifixion and everything that really turned their world upside down. These people, they were, they had different weaknesses, different strengths. They were so different, but Jesus invested himself in them. He walked to them. He taught them everything. And then in the day when he physically went to be with the father, I mean, he was like, um, um, uh, totally uh, told them and made that promise that he will be sending them the Holy Spirit he will be um, uh, helping them with um, uh, with the helper that will guide them in everything so you know this principle that God does not call the equip but he equips the call we should never ever forget because we are in a continual uh, state of growing and we should always be hungry we should always desire to grow and 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 go to in ministry every day with that attitude of a student that will make the whole difference so um, when we teach it's very important to to remember that we must never believe we are better than those we lead Um, the moment we believe we are better than those we lead then we will our effectiveness will and our grace and anointing will be out of the window We are growing, like I said earlier, with those we lead and alongside other leaders. And um, God transforms our lives as we walk in the obedience of our calling and share the good news. Uh, He is with us and he he transformed uh, our lives continually. Now, before I um, land this plane, because again, it's not a long teaching and it's really how to choose, mainly how to choose a subject. Uh, is how to create a class. Creating a class is very, very important. It's a simple process, but um, I was surprised to see how many uh, people that teach the Word of God in the ministry, they do not prepare. They do not create a class. Uh, For example, um, my first question I have to people who say, okay, I want to teach a class um, tomorrow. Good, that's fantastic. What is your key learning? What is one thing you want them to um, uh, get from your class? Uh, don't, don't say, okay, I'm going to teach about uh, lying or I'm going to teach uh, about um, work. That's, that's an ocean. I want you to, to, to teach a very specific subject, a key, and come up with a key learning. That, what is one thing that after your class they will know Um, in their heart, they also will have a know-how. They will know what to do. And then they will know how to apply it every single day from that moment on. So establish a key learning. Um, Very important to come up with a catchy title, especially a teen challenge. Um, I think not long ago when I taught a class, I was like, uh, um, uh, the subject for the the class was... uh, work is for the fools something like that i think i had in, in romanian language work is only for the fool so when i say hey i'm going to teach this class today about um, only stupid people work they i mean i got everybody attention especially the new students who already believe that they already say yeah that's true you know i'm curious what he has to say because now he's a christian and he's uh, with god so And then I start with uh, just using the word of what is the word of God saying about stuff and use a lot of uh, audiovisual, very important to use a lot of audiovisual. Sometimes we don't have access to, for example, a nice um, video or clips or PowerPoints or although we should have because now you can do everything with with just the phone, you know, so it's, you, but sometimes we don't. So use ex- stories, use examples, because people, we all understand better when when it's about a story. We um, we understand the principle a lot better. Another thing you have to do when you teach a class, when you create a class, is be vulnerable. Give personal examples, give, uh, um, you know, uh, just be vulnerable, of course, with wisdom. But uh, that that creates um, um, a place where people uh, leave their guard down and they want to, um, it touches their heart and they want to learn. Because again, um, what changes them is the word of God. It's not our style. It's not our catchy title. It's not uh, that we prepare well. It's the word of God, and that's why I say use the word of God. It's it's the word of God that changes, that cuts, that separates. But until the word of God falls, we have to prepare the soil. And this is our part. God has entrusted us with with the garden. We better start preparing the soil well. uh, Make sure that once the, the seed will be planted, it will fall in good soil. And that means, again, all these techniques and all these things, and especially, again, choosing choosing a subject subject that you are interested, turning that subject into a key learning, put put a nice catchy title, use the Word of God, use a lot of stories, use your own life, be vulnerable, and, and touch the heart, touch the, the head, which is the know-how, and then touch the hands, make them uh, apply everything they learn. The last thing on um this subject is when you we teach we should remember these three things we should not offer people a set of rules or advice we offer them a redeemer and let me let me say a few words here i have listened i've been in classes where the teacher was focusing on rules and and the don'ts and all this i mean it was good for at a certain point, but it was not life transforming. It was not heart changing. It was not even mind tickling. It was just like, I mean, you listen and with some of them you agreed with some of them. You'd be like, no, I don't agree with that. But we don't offer that. We are not offering them a set of rules uh, uh, and we are not giving them five advices. We offer them a redeemer and Jesus is their ours redeemer. And uh, the second thing we have to remember when we teach is we cannot treat the Bible as a collection of therapeutic insights. Bible is not psychology. A system or protocol cannot give us what we need. Only God can. And, um, and sometimes, I mean, when we teach, uh, we're not going to be able to cover everything. That's not the point. The point is to be simple, to be clear, to be passionate, to to have to you know clarity with the, and the, we use the word of God but at the end we say God will help you with this that's why we use prayer at the end that's why we uh, people can come afterwards to you and say listen I don't I didn't get this and sometimes you say I understand don't you know take it easy let me let me let me pray with you to somebody who can help you in an amazing way because it's, it's not through knowledge. It's through revelation that you will discover your Redeemer. And revelation only comes from the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and we know our limits even when we teach. Even when we teach well, we still have lots of limits, but not the Holy Spirit. So we, we, we know that God can and he will help them. And the third thing we have to uh, remember when we teach is we don't point, point people to rules. We point people to God uh, and a true relationship with him. It's kind of from the same category, but in a way it has a distinct um, thing on it because we, uh, it's very important where we focus. Although you sometimes you, you, you have to teach a don't do list, uh, but that's not we offer, that we teach about. What we offer is the Redeemer. But when we teach certain rules, we don't point them and say, this is God. No, we point them to God and a true relationship with him. And, and we, you know, in a way, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we help them understand that the relationship, everything will flow out of that relationship. So um, it's, um, again, that may be something very simple, but I tell you, uh, finding good teaching subject, it's, uh, it's not as easy as, as it looks, um, uh, you know, and, and, and doing it, it's not as easy as it looks, but there is effort, and if it, the effort is made, uh, people will eat, although they're not interested, they will start eating, they will be like, that was good. And the attitude of the heart. Yeah, I I like this. We are not people in need of change. Uh, We are people in need of change, helping people in need of change. And with God's help, we will do uh, all this and um, we'll be able to teach them well. We'll be able to um, help them become better and uh, not only become better, but they will know Jesus. They will know the one that will help them become better. So that's it on the subject of um, how to choose a subject and do it with passion and put all the effort in it, do it as unto Jesus and uh, do it well and then let the Holy Spirit do the rest because he will do the deep work. God bless you guys, have a great day.
0: Thanks for tuning in today. We really appreciate you choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon, and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every Tuesday. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and we're so grateful that you chose our podcast today. Be encouraged.